Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster here. Shout out to UK, still this podcast. Just say thanks for all the love, all the support. Still a nation out here and in UK. Let's get it, baby. Still a nation, still a game. Let's go, Juju! Episode 119 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Sam Wynn Stanley, and two of the co-hosts, Gavin Marshall and Rich Setrone. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad. Got, got, got a shout out our promoter, Kets, for uh, wandering around Pittsburgh wearing a UK Steelers jumper for a few days and then getting that out of Juju for the shout out. Yeah, what an absolute legend. When he, I couldn't believe it when he sent that. Um, I, I On the spot, using the power vested in me, I assume... I made, what did I make him? The official international advocate? The official uh, diplomacy expert? Yeah. What was it, Gav? Some jumped-up title, which yeah. is meaningless. But yeah, no, just shout-out oh, to Kets. Wow. Well done, man. Was, and what a game. You know, we were all kind of thinking, oh, yeah, go out to the Raven. You know, it's going to be a tough game to watch. What a game to be there in, in Heinz Field know, to see right? that. Yeah, classic. Well done, Kets. Classic Steelers-Ravens game we'll get into. It's currently uh, nearly 1 a.m. UK time, so things are already topsy-turvy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, this could be a weird one. Um, poor Dave has been uh, has been shafted because of the time, but we're all over the place, and we're probably going to be for a little while. We're going to have to send out the seagull signal maybe in the future weeks. So, Mike, if you're listening, um, we got buckle some, up. Yeah, yeah we got some topsy turvy weeks coming in terms of people's schedules. So, uh, we but you know, listen, this podcast goes out weekly one way or another, whether people's internet isn't working, or there's a baby being born, or Gav's recording a graveyard at midnight. You know, one way or one way or another. It's going to be a dock, so I'm going to be on a boat and on the docks in January that I might be hopping on, so we'll see. Oh, nice. So we're going to get like um, like real seagull sounds in the background? I don't know. There's no seagulls on that river. It's just <laughs> rats and... Uh... <laughs> okay. Right. How are you doing, Rich? I'm good. Thanks. All now, good. Rich, what did you think of um, Gav diminishing my uh, ability to give people official titles for this podcast? Did you think that was rude at the start? <laughs> I mean, should I really stir the pot so early in a podcast? <laughs> just a bit dismissive. Uh, just an interesting way to start the show. You think? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it was. You know, I think it was okay. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. <laughs> well, I'm rooting for you, Kets, even if, even if Gav doesn't respect you. Um, hey, no, I'm sorry. Again, full credit. I just don't think you know, an invented title is what he's after. I think he wants, you know, maybe something a little bit more. Well, you know. already made him the official scorekeeper. So, anyway, listen, this is this is becoming too much of a tangent. Let's get on to this game. This game was, uh, was a classic Steelers. I mean, we said going into the game, we didn't see how this could really be a classic Steelers-Ravens game that we're used to, given the... Uh, what we what we considered like a vast gulf in quality of the sides and the way the Steelers were playing was on a downward trend and then hey you know turns out to be a classic Steelers Ravens game anyway um 2019 win and, and ends in the most spectacular fashion so um how do you want to go through it do you want me to just go through this like we've been doing it lately with the uh, a bit of the game recap and we can talk about some of the key plays and then jump into the jump into the team yes yeah, do that um I'm sure most of you know that the the first three quarters were a bit a bit of a blur for the offense um First drive, uh, a lot of run after catch from the bottom of the ball. A lot of run after catch, a lot of creative runs from Ravens and the Lamar. But uh, he throws up an interception to Minka in the red zone. 
Um, teams trade a few three and outs. It's obviously going to be a low score in a fur. PH3 gets that punt of the year that goes out with the one yard line. Um, that mi- more luck than skill, that punt, you think, Gav? It was pretty lucky, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, lucky bounce. I just got to take, got to take the luck when, when you sure. get it. Sure. Um, Edmonds almost. He did a, have a bad one before, didn't he? And yeah, it's a like a twenty-four so yard shafted yeah, punt. Shank. Yeah, yeah, so made up for that. Um, Edmonds nearly had a pick on a deflected pass from Witherspoon, and on that drive, the Steelers kept getting them into third and long, but just kept giving it up every single time. Uh, it turned into an eleven-minute drive, kind of demoralising. Ninety-nine yards, uh, seven zip, and at that point in the game, the total plays looked like this: the Ravens had thirty to the Steelers six, and the time of possession was eighteen minutes and thirty-five seconds to the Ravens. Two minutes forty-eight to the Steelers. So, I mean, this was gearing up to be a long day, right? Did you, did you see? Did you see anything happening on the offense in this game? I didn't. I didn't. No, I wasn't particularly positive. Got to admit, I was concerned. We we should have learned, right, from the Chargers game, and you know, Ben suddenly shows up in the fourth quarter. Um, <clears throat> Steelers three and out. Steelers defense sacks Lamar a couple of times to stop the next drive, get the ball back before the end of the half. They run a nice two-minute drive into field goal range, but then DJ drops that deep touchdown pass that was um, a beautiful ball right in the breadbasket, right? It's a hard catch to make, but uh, it is a drop. Um, but, I mean, we can forgive him a couple in the year, right? He hasn't made any all season. Uh, the screen pass... I think, ends, I think it was yeah. a tough catch. I know it was a tough I've catch, heard yeah. people calling out DJ, oh, the drops has, has hit at a crucial moment. I thought that was a tough catch. I mean, what, we saw what Mark about Andrews. It, what about it was tough, did you think? I just thought it was he was running at full pace. I thought it was ahead of him. I just didn't think it was was it was a layup. Did you think it was an easy catch? Yeah. Do you think Antonio Brown catches that ball? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. that the, the catch was made any harder by you know coverage or anything. It, it's just that it was a that is the, one of the tougher catches to make. I think you know like when when you're going full speed and it's coming right over your shoulder like that, you've got no time to locate the ball behind you or anything. You know that. I get what you're saying, Rich. It should be caught like a top receiver catches that ball, but um, it, it is a hard I mean, catch to make. Shoulders not bad. Over your head, anything that comes straight over your head, that's the one. That's the one that's tough. The over your shoulder, you should make that. You're he's a great receiver. He 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 needs to make that catch. Yeah. Um. So we we set up for the field goal seven three going into the half, which you know felt generous at the time. I think it's fair to say. Steelers come out at halftime. Steelers drive looking good um, with a long bomb to Ray Ray that then gets overturned. Uh, was that a catch? That was yep. a catch. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, did... the referees boned us big time this entire game. We yeah. beat the Ravens and the referees in this game. Four really bad calls by those guys. Well, we'll, mm. get, to, we'll get to that on the last play of the game. Um, yeah, I thought that was a catch. I, I could see what they were saying. There was There was a... A case to be made about it touching the ground, but he makes that catch. I think um, that forces a punt following the the ball being deflected on the next two passes. The Ravens keep converted second and third and longs. Steelers bend but don't break. Give up a field goal late in the third quarter, makes it ten three. So uh, I think that was a theme of this game in general. We'll get to that when we talk about the defense, just keeping it low scoring despite the Ravens having the lion's share of possession. Um, the Steelers don't move the ball again and punt. Steelers uh, get to Lamar a few times with a few with, with a sack or two, force another punt for them. Um, the Steelers finally get that big play on third and one with a forty-yard play-action pass to Chase Claypool at the start of the fourth quarter. Um, followed it up with a long touchdown to DJ that the Ravens blew a coverage on, um, only for Boz to miss that extra point, making it ten-nine, which I thought was going to be real costly in this game. Um, 
I could not make out what he did with that extra point. Um, it just looked like a weird... It didn't look like there was anything wrong with the hole or the snap. It was just a... Just pulled it. Yeah, strange. But it was real bad, right? It didn't even, it's like it didn't even get the uh, the force on it. It kind of wobbled all over the shot. Um, Minka gives up a, a deep PI call on the Ravens' next drive. Uh, Ravens end up on a field goal, 13-19. Steals grab a field goal back, but trail by one because the extra point, 13-12. And then with the help of a, a very nice Watt sack and a Witherspoon pass breakup, the Ravens have to punt. Steelers suddenly start being able to run the ball. This is when the offense gets moving. They start being able to run the ball successfully. Uh, they pick up some first downs. Even Benny Snell's getting involved, succeeding, thanks to some nice run blocking from uh, some filling offensive linemen. Looks like the Ravens get a tipped interception, but they get called for holding. Things are starting to heat up. Uh, Steelers score, get a two-point conversion on, to Fryermuth, uh, and all of a sudden it's 20-13. to 13. Uh, Defense gives up big plays, though, uh, as the Ravens march down the field to get a touchdown with seconds left on the board. Uh, Harbour goes for two to end it in regulation. He comes out later and says it's because uh, his injuries were piling up in the secondary. He didn't fancy his chances in overtime, although uh, I don't know, man. I, I would have gone to overtime if I was him. Um, gets the play action throw to Andrews in the flat, but Lamar just kind of overthrows him. He's affected by the uh, the pressure from Watt, who really gets straight into his face, falls incomplete, and the Steelers win it by a point, and that's all she wrote. Um, there's talk that uh, Montrevious Adams was offside on that two-point play. People are talking about this after I, I think he probably was, but it didn't affect the play. So you know you can say about that what you will. But I don't know, man. His get-off is is pretty good. Oh, it's insane. It's ho- yeah, I agree. That he he is Hall of Fame quickness get-off for yeah. sure. It's it, really. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame player, but that. He is so quick off the ball. Yeah. Man, it just jumps right out at you. The very first series. I, I love that pickup by them. I can't believe that guy wasn't on, on a 53-man roster. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, he's, that that pressure at the middle just completely changed the, the, the front for the Steelers, didn't it? Just, he, was, he was hanging over the ball, and every time the ball was snapped, he was there, and he was, he, was, he was making a nuisance, disrupting their pass protection. It was great. Yeah. I'm sending you guys a picture right now. Check this picture out. It's insane. I mean, no one on the Steelers line has moved yet. <laughs> it's crazy. Look at the ball. Jackson hasn't even received the ball on the shotgun snap, and he's making contact with the center already. Look, yeah. did you guys see that picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. His quickness yeah. is, oh my, it's like, wow. I, I I haven't seen quickness like that in a while. Yeah, it's like it's like the, the, the reverse Bondu. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I know. Where did he get this guy? I mean, shout out, shout out for whoever said let's pick up this guy because what, a, what, a, what a snap up that was. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, sitting on the Saints practice squad and then six days on the Steelers team and he's starting at nose tackle against the Ravens in a game to save the season and uh, does a cracking job, man. Just like you said, just was was beating even like Cam and TJ to the line every single time. Is very impressive game from him. Um, and and we've been, and I, I felt like that was the key, right? The, the defensive line, Cam finally got a bit of help because obviously Wormley had a big game. We'll talk about that. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we were we were able to do a little something. We held the Ravens to three point five yards of rush and designed run, designed runs in this game, and that was a key, I thought, to, to, uh, yeah. to stopping them. So yeah, we, said, just, we talked about that. Sorry, Rich, we talked about no, that. Just knocking them off the run game was was key, and they, they, this their line did it. Sorry, what were you going to say? I'm sorry, I just wanted to quantify. <laughs> For everybody, I didn't say this guy is a Hall of Famer <laughs> or he has Hall of Fame skills. His get off is Hall of Fame. His quickness off the line is Hall of Fame level for sure. But the rest of his game, you know, that's that will remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich. Rich is clear. 
Hall of Fame ready. Yeah, he's already <laughs> he's already measured him for the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong about the D-line or the O-line. I thought that the O-line really improved as well. So the, the the battle in the trenches much, much improved by the Steelers in this game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what we've been talking about for weeks now. That's why we keep losing these games is the, the trenches are poor on both sides of the ball. And uh, they won the matchup, at least in the fourth quarter, I thought the offensive line as well. Um, we're winning yeah. the matchups all of a sudden and, and that just changed, that threw everything off. And you start to see what an effective Steelers run game would be like with Najee and even with Snell and... You know, yeah, and also more not getting absolutely killed. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, you know, John the glue guy, Le Glue, that's come in and fixed everything, but he was helping more out a little bit on that side. But just I think more, just I don't know, maybe it was the matchup, whatever. But when when that pocket could make just maintain a little bit, you know, Ben Ben was it made Ben look good. I don't yeah. think Ben played that much better, but the 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 outcomes were way better because he had a little bit more time. He wasn't getting people ran back in his face all the time. Yeah, he he started. What really killed us in the first half was something. You know, I've complained this about this with Ben previously, and he he just he 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 makes his decisions with the emotions too much. You know, and that that first series we we're three and out, right? So the second series we we need to get some something going. We we need, need to get some chemistry going with the offense and continuity going. And and he has a he has a third and two the second series of the game, he has Johnson cutting across the middle, wide open, right at the sticks, right, right, right where he needs to throw the ball. And he, and he, what does he do? He decides to throw a very low percentage pass all season. It hasn't really been hitting much. Every now and then he hits it, a, a long pass down the sidelines to Claypool. Like why? Johnson's wide open for the first down. And there we are. We're, we, now that's, that's six plays. In the first quarter, I think maybe we had a total of nine or something and a half or something ridiculous. Like you got to get some continuity going, get the offense going. What are you doing? Like, but he just uses his emotion, you know, a lot like Favre used to do because he he thinks he can make the play, and you know it's a bad decision and it really hurt us in the first half because we were never able to get that offense going in the first half. Yeah, I mean, what is this offense? This offense is it's Najee, Najee, sorry. It's it's uh, uh, Deontay Johnson run after catch off some quick slants and quick outs. It's a Claypool deep shot. It's a, one successful jet sweep that maybe does or doesn't go. And it's a Muth incredible possession catch. That's what we've got in every, every single game pretty much, isn't it, this season? And, yeah. and it's just whether those particular plays come off. Everything else is just people running into walls or... You know the, the odd the odd screenplay which is which is peppered in, but and and in this game we had the I think you mentioned it before the sort of the nice routes that, to get Claypool and then DJ open on consecutive plays on that T on the um, TD drive. Um, but I tell you what was different in this game was the uh, fourth quarter the pistol and getting the they were getting some serious yardage with Najee and Snell Snell got you know, shame Dave's not here to um, enjoy a little bit of Snell Benny Snell action but yeah that 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 seemed to work I wonder if we see a bit more of that because that. That really was getting some success. Yeah, but Benny Snell sniffed six and a half yards of carry. He, he's he must have fainted. I mean, he only ran the ball twice, but uh, oh, it worked. I bet I bet he got a call off his mum. Have, have we seen much pistol before? I don't recall. Mm, not not little, as much. Not as regularly. A little bit. No, not regularly. Yeah. But uh, the the Ben throwing well behind the sticks on third down resurfaced again. I don't know why he's doing that. What's what's he? What? <laughs> I don't know. I you know I, his decision making just it gets me sometimes. 
don't, you know, I don't know. But he, you know, he threw the ball pretty well. You know, he had, I thought he had a pretty, pretty good game as far as physically throwing the ball. Yeah, I just think it's the time. I think I think he can when he's got the time, he can do it. It's just yeah, when he's, but, he starts seeing ghosts and he's panicking, that's when we start seeing wobble sail balls. Yeah, well, that's what we said last week. If we have an offensive line that can give him some time, which they did this game, you know, uh, he he can still be effective. I mean, look at the you know look at the difference in the whole team though. I mean, is can you believe this is the same team that played the Bengals two weeks ago? Like, no. it's just. It's, this team is so hard to figure out. I, I have no idea who to pick when we do our picks. I have yeah. no clue. I don't know which team's going to show up. And it's not just the Steelers, though. Look at the NFL. Like Almost every team in the NFL is doing this right now outside of like the Pats and the Cards. Have yeah. we forgotten how important home field advantage is in, because of last season? Ah, but it right? hasn't been. Oh, are you talking about for the Steelers specifically? Uh, um, for everybody. Because it suppo- supposedly that... teams have lost more at home than they have away this year. Really? It doesn't mm. feel like that. I think that's sometimes where the truth and your feelings aren't the same but I hear you Weird. I hear you it's uh, feels like that it's, I think Steelers maybe have a bit of a different relationship with that though yeah um, I mean that place was rocking right yeah. you could tell Cats going mad with everyone else one thing I wanted to ask you about that final drive of the Ravens I mean did they play too soft they, 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 were, they were having success with the blitz all game and then they go to like a three man rush with people playing way back and they just you know, okay, so you start off with the out of bounds kickoff, right? So you start at the forty. Yeah. It's a bad start. But would you not just be better off just pinning your ears back and just trying to hit them? Because they, they're going to move down the field anyway. And if if you try and blitz and they throw behind it and they score, at least you could maybe get the ball back with some time on the clock if they have to go for it. I think some fears ringing in their heads about that Chargers game as well. You know, just don't. Mm. They don't want these blown coverages. They don't want huge plays going for touchdowns and. You know, they ended up getting it anyway. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, that, what do you think, Rich? I'm sorry. Was the question again? When did the adjustment they made in that in that very final drive where they went away from their sort of zero blitz, whatever, just you know, throw everyone at Lamar. They changed it to a sort of three man rush with their playing sort of prevent defense, try and stop. You know, played really soft. Yeah, no, I didn't like it at all. I, I and you noticed that was the only time in the game where the receivers for the Ravens really got involved. You know, it's a it's a typical Raven game against Harbaugh. He kills us with backs and tight ends, and we're usually pretty good with taking his receivers out of the game. And and that's what they did the entire game. I I, I thought it was a bad move. I I liked what they were doing. You know, um, for most of the game, I thought I thought. Um, I thought it was a pretty good uh, uh, defensive game plan uh, put in session. I I like that when they were rushing, they were notice how the rushers were mainly doing um, bull rushes because they were keeping their lane integrity. Because I think I saw one stunt the whole game by the Steelers. It was right at the end of the game, as a matter of fact. So, um, yeah, I I thought that was a bad choice. I think that that gives them the blueprint for the uh, return leg when we go to – FedEx Field? No, it's not FedEx Field. What's their field called? M&T Bank? M&T Bank Stadium. Is it M&T? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that place. The return leg there. I think that's the blueprint, right? Just Home with the killer port loose. Yeah. Deadly, deadly, to- deadly toilets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, altogether, you know, a cracking game that I enjoyed thoroughly by the end of it, although the first half wasn't, wasn't great. Um, is there any reason why this team gets so hot and cold? Because we've seen this now kind of writing off the Bengals game where we were just destroyed um, for two games back-to-back where we've been competitive. 
where we've just heated up in one quarter and then that's it, you know. But Ben went nine for ten, 129 yards, had a perfect passer rating in the last 15 minutes. Um, yeah, this is a comeback team, fourth fourth quarter team. Why do I we mean, seem to get into a, a, a like a like a, a we get we seem to get rolling, right? We seem to get into phase. We seem to the play calling suddenly perks up and the run game all of a sudden comes to life. I mean, well, you could put that down to tired bodies, couldn't you? The the run game, the tackling, mm, yeah. Uh, you can also say, you know, you're getting into sort of a bit more up-tempo, no-huddle, Ben calling the plays, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, that's certainly possible. I mean, it would make sense that he's more comfortable with the plays he's calling. We spoke about this a bit last year, I think, right? We used to say, like, um, why doesn't Ben just call every play back when Fitchner was uh, an issue? Um, Yeah. Maybe we should go back to that again. (laughs) Yeah. Revisit that idea. Um, you mentioned uh, you were talking about the old line a bit. You t- talked about Don- Dan Moore having a good game. Um, and you mentioned John Leglue. Let's talk about him a little bit. Filled in for BJ Finney, who left early with a back injury. Uh, really impressed with what we saw out of him. Uh, he's probably going to be starting next week, and and that goes for a few guys that were filling in here today. We talked about Montrevious Adams already. I thought Witherspoon had a great game. Yeah. Um, yeah, Witherspoon again, another deflected pass. Yeah, that's two games in a row. He's the only. Steeler to deflect a pass two games in a row, aside from the guys at the line batting passes or deflecting them. But as far as the DBs go, the only Steeler to deflect the pass in the last two games. I think I the think guy he needs to start. Yeah. He needs to be starting. I think. Hmm. I think he is, isn't he? I think. I think he's clearly. I'd be very surprised if he loses out. It should be uh, him and Hayden if if Hayden's back. I think so. I, I I would think so, but who knows? Is Hayden coming back next week? Or th- was it Thursday? We have yeah. a Thursday game, Thursday yeah, game yeah. on the injury report. He's yeah, showing as did not practice on Tuesday. So, uh, wow. Could so yeah, it might week. well be with us, Boone. Yeah. Um, mm. but but just to get these guys in, because I mean we've been having trouble all year with it, with the fill-ins, right? With James Pierre, with uh, you know, be it Mondu or Bugs or you know, whoever it is at offensive line, we've been having trouble all year. And then to get these guys to come in and make a, make a real difference, um, kind of changed the tide of this game, to be honest. I mean, you know, without Adams and Wormley stepping up at the front, do we win this game? Without Witherspoon there, do we win this game? I, no. I don't think so. So, Yeah, you know. it's, it's hard to get to. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of keeping my excitement in check because yeah. you've really got to think that this was a... That was a you know a coin toss at the end there, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah. so close to losing the game, and and gutsy play by Harbour to go for that too. I thought, as you said, you wouldn't do it. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the way to do it. Just put it in. Did the you guys? Did you guys know he was going to do that? Uh, no. Did you? What, you 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 had you yes. Knew? Absolutely no. Yeah, me and my son looked at each other and go, "He's going to go for two because we 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 you know." We've been watching a lot of like over the years together. We watched a lot of games, and especially Raven. We've been to some Ravens games in, in, in Heinz Field, and that guy has such an ego, man. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he just, he just. I think he makes decisions with his ego sometimes. We both said he's going to go for two, you know. And I'm glad he did. I, I wanted him to actually, because you know that's that's the time in the game when you know your superstars need to step up, and it's just like okay, which side of the ball superstar is going to step up? Is it going to be our side? Is it going to be their side? You know, we'll see. And it ended up T.J. Watt and they forced the, uh, you know, forced the errant pass. And, uh, yeah, so it's good. Yeah. I like. Maybe that was the difference in this game: the fact that Watt seemed to be back to full full speed. I think that was the, that was what yes. was missing against the Bengals. 
yes. when, you, when you see him like this, when he goes back to full superhero Spider-Man speed, you say, oh, yeah, that's what makes him special. And that was missing. Yeah, absolutely. Can you can you guys think of any player on the defense that makes more of a difference if they're not on the field for their team in the NFL? No, I I, I really can't. Aaron Donald's not having an amazing no. year by by any means, no. uh, and and my, and he has he has more sacks and less games than Miles Garrett. Watch, they'll they'll screw him over again. Well, <laughs> well, it's interesting because we've been arguing about defensive player of the year all year, as we do. It seems like every year now. Um, but after this game, th- th- there's like people saying he should be in the MVP talk with yeah. the with the QB class being weak this year, and you know people talking about a running back win it. You know people talking about TJ winning MVP. I mean, it's not going to happen, but um, just the fact that that talk is is going on is uh, is enough to make you think maybe this is his year. And he's uh, or at least he was uh, yesterday plus two hundred odds on favorite for defensive player of the year. Mm. Nice, so, nice. He deserves it. Yeah, really. Sure. Put, and and what is he at sixteen point five? He's got a chance to break um, Strahan's record as well. Twenty two and a half, mm. yeah. or twenty three yeah. to he, break that unofficial one. The thing I was talking about in the off season, he needs if he gets uh, another another thirteen, at least thirteen and a half sacks for this season, uh, he'll tie, or he'll be the only the second person to do it besides Reggie White. He had like what three. Three or four four seasons in a row with at least thirteen and a half sacks, and Reggie White's the only other player to do it. And he did it twice. Wow! So uh, he he accomplished that. So pretty cool. Yeah. What was the uh, what was the unsportsmanlike conduct about? What was that? I think he must have I said it, something. He must have done because he didn't look like a lot, did it? Yeah, it he was in his face. He was John in his face, and that's what they're calling this year. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it, Rich. I didn't. You know what, Gab? That's not even. I didn't even include that in my four horrible calls. That those those referees <laughs> were, they were just the worst. Man, they were bad. I love this. Okay, four horrible calls. Let's go. All right. Let me see if I can. If I even wrote them down. Uh, they uh, the holding call on Adams mm. was really bad. It's just so ticky tacky. The lack of the unnecessary roughness call on Deontay. That was shocking. Like, what are you not? Why? <laughs> why? why <laughs> I, mean, I know what is that? that's horrible. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer, dude. The guy'd given up; he'd stopped playing. Like he'd just gone ah, they're sailing, and the guy just lays the boom on him. Yeah, I mean, just they got bad. Bad. In there. bad. I thought the overturning of Ray Ray's catch was horrible. I, I thought that was a catch. I mean, especially because they called it a catch. It's not like Tomlin challenged yes. it. Yeah, you know. They didn't, they weren't overturning anything. And then I, I don't have the all 22. I was hoping one of you guys saw this, but the pass interference on Washington, what the heck was that? Yeah, if you know. watch when you, if you watch, if you could barely see it on the broadcast, you really need the all 22, but it looked to me like Friermuth had caught the ball and then it looked like maybe Washington blocked the guy in the back. That's that has not pass interference. That's maybe blocking in the back, maybe. But the, once Fryermuth catches that ball, you can't call pass interference. <laughs> the, yeah. pa- the pass is already caught. So maybe that's blocking in the back. I don't know. But I was hoping one of you guys had looked at it on the All-22. Uh, we're, we're recording ahead of the All-22 being released, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. And see, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I don't even have it here. You still haven't got to yeah. the bottom of why you're not getting the All-22. That's crazy. No. No, I'm canceling my, you know, I'm not going to have it next year because that's the only reason I use that service. Right. To get onto that one. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know. That, that, I think, yeah, I agree with you on all those, but the DJ one was just, just totally egregious. Did they talk about it on the broadcast, didn't they? That you've got, you know, 
TJ Watt getting flagged for saying something and then someone almost, you know, killing someone and nothing happens. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. But hey, they overcame it, right? Yeah. All's well that ends well. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll go to the Ravens home stadium in a few weeks and maybe it'll go the other way. Um officiating has been horrible all year. We must learn to deal with it. Um who we not talked about? We kind of dived all over this game because we're so excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Wormley, uh, I don't think we've yeah, mentioned him. Up. Two and a half sacks, matches entire production while playing for the Ravens in thirty-seven games. Was this just elevated, like the classic ghost come back to haunt their old team? Yeah, feels good, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, set up his game. Wormley must have done. He, he's not looked fantastic all year, right? He's just kind of been forced to slot in there with the injuries and and uh, just kind of been a jag, but. Just uh, really showed up, just high effort all day, and, and you wonder if that is, you know, I, I, you sometimes wonder if this is a legit thing, right? Do, 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 do players play harder against their old teams and stuff? Is that a real thing, or is that just like a narrative thing that, you know, idiot talking heads like me like to, to gouge on about? But I think it is, but didn't did, did Big Alvin Wave have such a great game? I don't think so. True, but I think he's going to struggle to have a great game uh, ever again. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> And you saw that, you know, with, with, with a bit of help with Adams and Wormley, Cam Hayward was able to kind of, you know, do his own thing and influence the run game a little bit more and coming up with some, some tackles for loss and getting into the backfield a little bit. And, you know, he's been mm. doing that all season, but just the ability to have other people to rely on and, and people, some gap integrity, for God's sake, and following, you know, following the run. And, and I thought Highsmith did a great job all day of, of just, I mean, I've been saying this all year, but just sealing the edge on the outside and not, not getting caught up by by blockers and pushed away and... And yeah, he played a great game. Yeah, yeah, really good game from him. He's not going to show up too much on the sh- on the stat sheet, but it's the TJ show, right? But I think he's he's having a great year on the other side. So, um, yeah. What do you think? What do you think of the linebackers? Middle linebackers, better game out of Bush. Saw him coming in, filling a few holes a little bit better than we've been seeing lately. Coming downhill, I, I thought he started better. Started with a bit more aggression, a bit more conviction. But um, I mean, he's still still getting washed away in the run. You know, he's just getting washed, washed away in the mix. It's like a bit, bit biting on misdirection, over pursuing. What was he doing on the Lamar third, third quarter run? Seemed to be like drifting around the line again rather than attacking him. Sort of scared of making a mistake, which may be logical because probably you know Lamar is outskilling Bush, but he, he, he needed to come downhill and stop him there, stop the first down. Don't know if you remember that play. You know, I actually thought. He played better than Schobert this game. Mm. Schobert was bad, really bad. He did not have a good game. Yeah, just some bad taking bad angles, wasn't he? I mean, yes, he yes, for sure. Eight, eighteen yarder to Lat Murray on that reception, and the third quarter, fifteen yard dump off to Freeman. He missed that tackle. Yeah, yeah. If you watch it, and he, I think he's a decent linebacker. He'll have some good games. He'll have some bad. And he did a couple good things in this game. Um, but you really get you really get an idea of how where this guy sits on on is he a good player, a great player, an elite player? If you, there was a play in the second quarter that was like eleven, about eleven minutes left in the second quarter, it's first and ten. And they run the ball. I think it's through the five hole. They were running the ball. No one touched Schobert. He had a clear path to the ball carrier. Now, an elite inside linebacker like Ray Lewis or somebody like that is going to meet that guy at least at the line of scrimmage, if not in the backfield, and, and drop that guy for a loss or for a no gain. 
And Schobert met him about one yard down the field and was able to hang on to him and wrap him up, uh, tackle him. But because he just he's just not that kind of player, the guy still got four yards. And that's with no one blocking him. That's a clear path to the runner. The guy still got four yards. So that's kind of what we have. You know, we have a guy that can make some plays. He's a smart player, but he's just he's just not he's not really what we're looking for. Mm. Doesn't feel like they have the dog there, does it? No, no, no. He's he's not that he's not that guy that we that we really need. Um, we we need we need at least one guy that's just a hammer back there. Yeah. You know, in, at that inside linebacker position, like a like a Nick Bolton type. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Like a Michael Parsons type. Keep banging that drum all year. <laughs> he he did make a nice adjustment in the game, though. If you guys noticed, the first play of the game, and this is classic Harbaugh, they hit the uh, the one of the backs out of the backfield. They're in the Steelers for some reason. Man, their backers were way deep zoned. I, I don't know what was going on there, but but Schobert was like, what was he, twelve yards down the field from the line of scrimmage. And they threw this little dump pass to the back out of the backfield. He got 15 yards. It was Freeman, I think. But they tried the same play at the end of the game when they were doing their drive, uh, their last drive up the field. Um, they tried the same exact play that hit so big at, at, to open the game. And Schobert wised up to it. He played a much shallower zone. And I don't know if that was a different defense or if that was just him seeing the alignment and thinking, OK, I, I'm going to look out for that play again. But he was more like maybe five yards off the line of scrimmage. And he still ended up getting about five yards, but they didn't get 15, you know, so – you know, props to him for recognizing that. Yeah, he did a nice job on the zone read in the third quarter, where he, he, he like contained the edge as well on on Lamar. That was, you know, that was that was a nice play. I guess I guess that was something they were working on. Uh, who was who was who was playing the uh, the scout team quarterback? Was it Ray Ray? I think might have been. Yeah, that, um, yeah. So maybe that was something they'd been practicing with Ray Ray trying to escape from the pocket because it looked pretty it looked pretty tight operation. For that one, it's nice. So he did do yeah. some good things, Schobert. But yeah, yeah, just the just the fundamentals of those the bad angles were. It was a shame. PFF seems to agree with you. They have him at twenty nine ish for this game. It looks like way lowest of the people that play full time snaps. Next closest is Bush, who's about forty five. Yeah, mm. I thought he. I thought now, <laughs> not that I'm going to agree with PFF, but I, I think I think seems to be right. happening more and more, Rich. I know. Yeah. No, it's hit and miss. It's hit and miss. Mr. I think PFF sometimes. Of it. They, they have they have one of their good guys on it, and sometimes they have somebody that really doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we think of this: Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, third lowest rated out of the full time uh, full time defense, uh, about forty five as well. Yeah, I mean, he was he didn't do much for the pick, right? He was just kind of jolly on the spot. Uh, I thought I thought it did kind of look a little bit like pass interference. In yeah, I thought court. that. That's why I didn't I didn't mention that one. That was yeah. Possible. Yeah, he did, if he would have made a play for the ball because he got his head turned around at the last second, if he would have made a play for a ball, I don't think they would have called it. Right, it was close, but I, yeah, I don't mind him calling it. Um, so, and there was a cut. I think it was a missed tackle or two, wasn't there as well? So, yeah. again, not not There's a great a game. Now, have you? Well, now have you seen uh, Alex Kazora's breakdowns yet this week, Gav? You seen any of those? No, he I was talking. Uh, he was talking a bit about Minka um, and the amount that he played in the box in this game. Supposedly he's played as much in the box in this game as he has in the entire season leading up to it. Oh really? That's so sixteen sixteen percent. He was he was about three percent before. Right. So um, he 
I mean, I, I'm assuming that's Lamar, right? You want to try and contain him, mm. uh, use someone with a bit of athleticism, a bit of speed on the outside like Minka, but uh, so that's why I think he was a little bit more involved in the run game and then a little bit more auspicious when it comes to, you know, the misses because he's, he's a little bit more involved in this game than he usually would be, but... You know, he gets the pick. He's starting to roll. That's two picks in two games. They've not been the hardest picks in the world, but, you know, I'd rather him be making plays and doing nothing. Mm. Um, everything inspires confidence, and, uh, you know, this defense is building in confidence, hopefully it feels like now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the the biggest thing is was, was, was uh, Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Just... Uh... Some of his some of his play in the run run support. I mean, he feels like a Steelers corner. He's physical, he's making plays on the ball. It's, you know, um, that huge one on yeah, the one we talked about the pass breakup on Andrews. I mean, that was a big big play, one of the biggest in the game. I thought um, at that time. So uh, and he could have yeah. picked that. He could have he could have intercepted that. You know. Yeah, it, it, it was close. pretty fast. It, it was on him pretty fast. He nearly had but, it. Um, yeah, I, I just think you know he brings he brings the ass whoop. So yeah. if it was, you know, we we you have been debating that um that trade and the value of it. Well, would you would you have gone for that trade if if you you know that this game was coming when this that start was coming for him? Yeah. Where, where are you with that side? Well, you would, yeah. I mean, I just hope it's not a flash in the pan, right? Because we've been talking about what a bad trade it looked like. Because I mean, in fairness, he's been sitting around for weeks and weeks and weeks. What's he been doing? Where's he been? You know, we've been lurching out James Pierre to get absolutely destroyed by. Everyone and anyone. Where's he been? So, I don't know. Do you not just think it's next man up philosophy? It, it, what do you mean, sorry? Well, it was it was James Pierre's job to lose. He'd earned it ah, over see, the, yeah. the course of last year and the off season. Well, that's that's all well and good, but if you give up a fifth round pick for a guy who's you know an experienced starter, then let's get him on the field. You know, I don't care about anyone's feelings. But it's I think it does send the right message that even if you're a, you're traded for, you've got to earn your spot. Sure, I can. I can get. Yeah, on board I mean, we don't that. know. That, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, right? We we don't know what his attitudes like. We don't know because it, it did feel like he was in the doghouse a little bit, right? Well, his first time put into a game, he got burned on a deep pass for a touchdown, and that <laughs> didn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, it's not easy being a corner, is it? I don't no. think. I mean, it's no. It's a thankless no. position, really, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think next behind quarterback, the toughest position in football. So you go. I thought Morlet and Norwood played all right. I liked I like some Morlet's uh, nice little blitz, which uh, forced TJ into you know forced him to uh, Lamar into step into TJ's sack. So it's good to see that's all coming together nicely. Like, when those guys are kind of asked to do the little roles, it's it seems better, doesn't it? You know, you need um, Hayden and maybe Witherspoon back there, and then you know get these these supplemental corners like Sutton. Just keep them in that role. That would be ideal. Yeah. Um, Titan, I want, I want to mention Zach, oh, yeah. Zach, Zach Gentry. Nice game for him. He's looking good out there in this Matt Spath role that he's assigned for himself. Yeah, a couple of receptions he had, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but more more impressive is the, is the blocking. There. I mean, Rich has been yeah. talking about this all year, but he's uh, he's a mauler. He didn't 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 see that coming before the season, did you? No, didn't think like that was going to be wife. his narrative. Yeah. yeah. So what happened with Banner? I was, he, he was out there on the first drive with Kevin Rader, and then we didn't see him again. Was it? Do you know anything about that? I don't. Is he on the injury report? I don't think so. Didn't see his name. Was that just a tackle over thing? They just put him out there and 
must be. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's carved out a, a role for himself even on this offensive line, does it? No. Which is a bit surprising, but I guess you don't. I mean, to be honest, right now, I mean, Dan Moore's had his struggles the last couple of weeks, but after this game, and you know, all credit to Chucks as well. We, we've not really spoken a lot about these last few weeks, which says a lot, I think. He looks solid. I thought yeah. he he covers a lot. Of, his his kick slide is is he's covering a lot of ground on that. You know he's got a good, good. He's pretty fast, and he just he seems to be improving a little bit. What do you think, Rich? You always on O line watch. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he has. I, I've I've seen it the last few games. Mm. You know, and I thought you know in general, I thought the O line, uh, I thought the O line played pretty well. I, I didn't watch it as closely this game as I as I normally do. I, I was flying through things because we had one less day to prepare. Yeah. Um, but I didn't watch Green as much. I did see him at the end of the game get Williams just destroyed him, threw him a, threw him down on the ground and, and grabbed Najee. Um, but I, I can't really speak to how well Green played or didn't play. Or, but uh, it seemed like just the way things were going in the second half, they, it seemed like they – and it's, the pass protection was good. And I saw Moore get a couple of real nice blocks in the run game. Um, and Lagu played well. I, you know, I, I think it was. I think it was a pretty good game for them from the O line. Yeah, I saw Green getting downhill a little bit down to the second level, which is what we were sort of his build as being that that was his kind of key part of his game, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, was nice. I saw some of that in the run game. I just, I just hope they can build. And every time we've seen this offensive line have like start to have like a decent run or or a decent quarter at the end of a game, the next game they've they've come out and stumped the joint up. So. You know, I know there's been a lot of turnover here, but I just hope that well, the glue—he's had his first NFL start. He's a bit of a phenom fan base like him. Let's get him going. Let's see if he can add a bit of oomph to the run game up the middle. I want Try Turner to just stay consistent. He's looking a bit flat-footed at the minute, and then obviously Green's, Green's an issue. But do we know anything about Dotson? What's his status? Uh, did he get put on IR? Yeah, when's he back? When's that? The th- or is it? Was it long-term IR? Not the bounce back. Um, Three weeks. I think he might be gone. Rich, do you know? <sighs> looking, looking this was his third. <laughs> this was his third game, right? Mm. On IR, I think. I believe so. Yeah, because so, has an hour start. We've had Finney start twice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure though. I'm not sure how if it's if he's still uh, still unable to play. Uh, lose their left guard for at least the next three weeks. This is two weeks ago, so well, not declared out for the season or anything, no. but. I was going to say a bit of special teams action I mean we talked about PH3 Boz missing the thing mm. um, Bud Johnson he made a nice tackle if he's going to make make this team maybe he's the dog maybe he's the dog that we could see a little bit more of him maybe I don't know but yeah nice to see him act too maybe, yeah nice tackle if he's going to if he's going to make the team he's got to be doing it on special teams so now, that's good I wonder, who's he replaced? Because uh, he played 18 snaps on special teams this week, which is half of his snaps overall this season. Uh, McFarlane was... I mean, there was only five inactives, wasn't there? Haskins, mm. Hayden, McFarlane, Davis and Barks. So everyone else is injured or whatever. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like we got through that quick, but then I looked at the clock. 43 minutes. Yeah, we're not... Yeah, we're, your we hopes just, were... <laughs> we just did it. In a, we did it in a different way. We kind of bounced all over the show because there's so many guys. It's so rare that we have. Uh, oh, lately it's been so rare that we have so many guys to say nice things about. I think everyone's uh, excited. But um, 
I just want to say on the wide receivers now DJ looking very nice, right? We, we've been saying this for weeks, but we're a little bit more concerned as the weeks go by about Chase Claypool. Had the forty-yard catch and run, which was nice, but um, just only got three targets in this game. Feels like we're leaning further and further into the DJ, you know, train. It feels like that's now becoming what Ben relies on. Uh, Claypool's just becoming this deep ball guy where we just toss it up and hope for the best and three out of four times he's going to just whack a hand on it. Yeah, that, that's his role in the offense. I mean, I, I, I like I liked to when we saw more screens out of him and stuff. And I'd I like mean, to see him out of the slot as well, but it's just, yeah. And I mean, James Washington's gone. I mean, he's just not even involved in this game at all. Mm. You know, I've been, yeah. I've been touting on about that for weeks, but where's he? Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's weapons this offense that are being utilized right now. And, and you know what? If this offense was like on fire for four quarters, then fine. I, you know, I wouldn't bring it up because it's working. But you know, we seem to be getting one quarter of offense every two games. So you know, maybe we could look around and see if anyone else has anything to offer. You know? I mean, look at the look at the touchdown. Those two. Poor hapless defensive backs that both tried to cover Claypool. They were clearly more concerned about stopping him getting outside than they were worrying about DJ breaking free. Well, so sometimes it's a bad decision. Yeah, well, but sometimes you know it's the the things that go unseen or yeah, yeah. you know the, the the silent plays like that 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 make all the difference. So you know, defenses have got to respect Claypool because he can just make those big plays on the outside. But yeah, I mean, there's uh, no good. Go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I was just going to say there's um, <clears throat> there's there's something too going on with these receivers every game. What what is up with the disconnect between Ben and Claypool every game? Like what, like did you see, remember the play where it looked like an RPO, and he he didn't hand off to Najee, and he looked to throw the Claypool and Claypool was running yeah. down the sidelines, and then Ben's like, oh okay, I'm going to run. Yeah, and that was the. That was the one sack I think they got, right? Yeah. If, if like, what? What is? What? I mean, what is up with that? It, ha- it seems it's between him and Clay every game. There's yeah. something like that between the two. And do you guys remember the play? Um, what was it? it? Was it was like um, 30, 35 seconds left in the first half? I think it was right. And Ben almost throws an interception. And um, you know what? I'm going to send you guys another picture. <laughs> he threw a couple of, but he had a couple of like near interceptions, didn't he? But quite lucky actually, Ben. Yeah, but this, I mean, I I think this is on the receivers because I don't know what patterns they're running, but at least one of them screwed up. At least one of them, because there's three receivers <laughs> all in the same area of the field. All right, check this picture out. I have to do an audio description of the picture. Yeah, the podcast, the visual medium. Yeah. Like, okay, that's not supposed to happen. (laughs) I can guarantee you that's not supposed to happen. And he's throwing the ball there. Yeah. You could put a hula hoop over them. Yeah. You could, like, (laughs) somebody's screwing up back there. And I bet if we were buddies with Ben, you know, neighbors or something, sit back having a beer, I bet he would be telling us, yeah, they're, they're young and... They're they're messing up the routes sometimes. They're mess, they're screwing up the checkdowns, and yeah, it's just you know. But what uh, angle is that ball at? Is that is, is that was that on a tip? Is that it's just been tipped? Yeah, I think it's I think it's been yeah. tipped. Yeah. So this is like one of those you know where they remove the ball and then it's like where's the ball? Guess the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably you could probably fit all six of those players into a tent, which is kind of weird. 
yeah, it's it was weird. The routes were, and I watched it over and over again. I'm like, and, and again, I need the all twenty two, uh, but it's like, what what were these guys doing? So, I think you know. Once again, it's like it's not always Ben's fault. Yeah, you know, so, you know, he's he's. I think he's dealing with you know sometimes guys that just aren't getting their assignments right. Mm. How uh, how surprised slash unsurprised were you that Ben said he wasn't coming back next year? I didn't even mention that. Yeah, that was the- I, I'm mildly surprised. Wait, what about you, sir? I've been working on this assumption all year, to be honest. You know, I, I, I felt like this has been Ben's last year the entire time. Um, you, you kind of felt that after after the you know the first Browns game and then the second Bengals game where you know he's he's, he's seeing these teams maybe for the last time or these stadiums for the last time and you know it just has that air about it, right? Mm. And uh, hey, wh- wh- I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, current. Uh one thing we got to do next year for our predictions is let's predict which, how long it takes before Steeler fans start crying they miss Ben next year. <laughs> bring, is it, yeah, bring him out of retirement. Can we bring him yeah. back? Two drives. Yeah, because it, it's going to happen. I'm telling you guys, it's going to happen. <laughs> but it's just which week would be. Okay. Two drives. <laughs> uh, my buddy Rand was uh, saying he listened to the game on CBS radio, I think. And uh, someone on that was saying how they thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm not on my own here. There are other people out there that are as crazy as me. Oh, I'm I'm right with you. I yeah. love it. It'd be great. I'm not. It's not, it's not just that I love it. I, I, I've I've said since I noticed that out, he had that contract. I think it's I think it's a possibility. I think it might happen. I think it will happen. There, go. I'll put my sword in the dirt. I'll be more it will affirmative. Happen. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Wow! Because they, you can't, they, you can't just draft a rookie and throw him to the wolves, right? So they have to go with a veteran, and they've got a bit of money to throw around. Rogers is is can 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 be can be the, he's got to be the top target. I mean, it would make gotta sense, be. right? I mean, if if Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm not the number one Aaron Rodgers advocate, as you know, but if Aaron Rodgers plays, you know, akin to what he's been doing lately with his, his you know, his textbook. Um, ownership of, of the team and the offense right he could take this defense far right yeah I mean where else would he where else would he want to go go to the draft shore up the secondary shore up the linebacker core bring in Aaron Rodgers don't even worry about the rest of the offense I'm sure he can deal with it maybe some maybe some linemen in free agency and then uh, I think you're, you're good for a Super Bowl run oh we need some defensive players too yeah yeah that's what I mean L- look for them in the draft look, look in free agency for some experienced linemen maybe yeah, and then bring in Aaron Rodgers and uh, this team. Yeah, he I think he's good enough. Don't want any more rookies on this O line, do you? you want a, you want an old I, man. I do agree with you. That's the Steelers' best chance to avoid like one of these lengthy resets, right? That's like a quick reload attempt, like kind of like the yeah, Bucks did, keep, right? Yeah, yeah. Keep the window open. Yeah. If if we are in a window still, mm. sneak back into the window. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we we've got months to do. It's going to be fun. I'm quite really quite looking forward to it. I mean, I'll be sad to see Ben go, but I, I am looking forward to this next chapter of what what they do here. It's going to be an interesting time. That's how it always starts. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> dreading it, man. I'm kind of kind of dreading it. I'm looking at the Saints right now, and I'm like, oh, I don't need no Trevor Simeon. <laughs> That's how it starts. So, Bubba Brister, how are we looking? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that was the game. Maybe, maybe we whisper it. I don't know. I can't tell, but. Um, Fun game, 
Always is with the Ravens. Let's hope it's similar. Oh, well, I mean, to be honest, I hope it's a blowout for the Steelers. I and mean, I don't have to deal with that, another heart attack game, but that's just not the way it goes, is it? Um, well, to be fair, to, to be fair too, we got to mention Lane. Lane made a big tackle hmm. in the early in the game, a third and eleven. It was a really nice play. We didn't we didn't mention him. Shout out to just, Lane. Justin Lane getting involved. Wow, forgotten man. Yeah. Right, where do you want to go next? Well, we play the Vikings in two days. We better get that out of the way first. Okay. Um, Thursday night football at the Vikings fancy stadium. What's that one called, Gav? There's your test. Uh, oh, it's their new one. Don't know. Forgotten. Oh, what is it? Hang it begins with an M. Sure, it does. Uh, is it a bank? It must be a bank. It's definitely US Bank. Is that it? US Bank Stadium. Such a boring name. If that's it's what so it crap is. in it all of it. I mean, the one that really grinds my gears right now is Seattle Lumen Field. Shut up. It's CenturyLink, and the thing is, CenturyLink isn't even like. I mean, that's still a brand, but at least it was the clink. You know, was th- that that one annoys me. I don't like it. Don't it's like it US Bank Stadium. That was yeah. right. Yes. So dull. Good stadium though. Yeah, you guys, you guys remember when stadiums had names like that were taken yeah, after the right. city or some landmark or something like that? Like, yeah. you know, do, do you know what Buffalo's is called? Because it's not Orchard Park. Uh, Look that up. It, it's it's real bad when you think that it should be Orchard Park. <laughs> uh, don't have it right here. Go on, just tell us. Put I us don't. I, I don't have it in my head either. I was hoping you would Google it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that it was bad. Highmark Stadium. Highmark Stadium. What? Yeah, Highmark Stadium. It's Orchard Park. But it's the lo- location is Orchard Park. Awful. It's not yeah. good, is it? Hmm. No. Uh, so, how we are we confident? I mean, did the how did the fight? All right. So the Vikings cost me a pick in the Survivor. The Vikings cost me money. I am pissed off with the Vikings. I'm sick of the right Vikings, now. to be honest. I'm absolutely sick of it. All season, all I'm hearing is <laughs> Kirk Cousins is the most underrated quarterback in the league. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's a top 5 quarterback this year. He's playing amazing, but nobody's going to talk about it because it's Kirk Cousins. Well, how about he goes out and wins some games? He's paid like a top 10 quarterback. Listen, you can throw all your stats you want at me until until uh, you know until he has you know some game-winning drives under his belt. You know, Ben has the most game-winning drives in the league this season. That's the difference, right? Cousins is is a good good stat wise, but he lacks those big moments. He's sixth sixth in passing yards and fifth in TDs. For reference, Ben is eighteenth in passing yard and fourteenth in TDs. But he just Cousins just wilts in prime time. He does. He doesn't. Right? Ben doesn't shrivel in big moments, but Kirk Cousins does, and this is why I wouldn't want any part of Kirk Cousins next year if he was on the table. And he just they just can't win games, can they? They just fail at the at the final. Final hurdle, and it feels like the season for them is going that way. That way too, they're just falling down at the, at the crucial at crucial time. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I reckon it's a very close game. Sure. I mean, I think- I mean I, I'm going to say all this, and then I'm probably going to pick the Vikings to win. But it's just frustrating. Maybe a bit like us, where they just lose a lot of these games that they should be winning, and you can't put your finger on why. I mean, to lose to the Lions. I'm just looking at well, who they've to, lost to this year. Yeah, they've they've lost on some kicks, right? So that's that's you could say the you know the Steelers won on a a kick like play, didn't they? Just a you know, and it's always a right, close right at the end. It's always a close one with the Vikes. It's uh, so they lost to the Bengals by three points, lost to the Cardinals by one, uh, lost to the Browns in a low scorer by a touchdown, lost to the Lions by two. Yeah, uh, they're they're thirtieth in 
total offensive yards allowed and 25th in points allowed allowing 25.4 so they're they're not you know there's reasons why they're losing these games they're hemorrhaging yards and points hmm. be an interesting so, matchup because we don't we don't tend to uh to garner a lot of yards or points <laughs> no, they're 29th against the run i mean if there's any a get right team for this uh you know the Steelers rushing attack. This could be it. Now, have you seen? Is Adam Thielen out for this game? Did he get injured last week? Or, yeah, or, he's, he's got definitely been. doubtful. Yeah. Um, obviously, you got Justin Jefferson, who's going to be a major issue. But hopefully, we can devote a bit more attention to him with Thielen out of the picture. Um, KJ Osborne's been stepping up, right? He's had a, a nice season as the third receiver over there. Mm. Um, Darius Darius having a nice season, right? A left tackle. Yeah. Just scouting um, through here. Dalvin Cook comp- out, so we're, we're going to yeah. see some Alexander Madison at running back, but he's looking nice yeah. too. It's actually they're more of a passing team than a, a run a run team. It's surprisingly, even though you kind of associate them with Cook. But um, Conklin's not so bad. He's a bit of a threat. Yeah, he's a bit of a, a breakout tight end. Yeah, right. After they traded mm. for Chris Herndon. Yeah. Definitely weapons on this offense. It's a well put together offense. It's just uh, wilts at big moments again. You know, as maybe it's you know the QB is uh, bringing it upon the entire team. But who's the, who's the short week gonna gonna hurt yeah. more? A team that's coming off a, a massive win over its rivals, or a team that's just lost to the worst team in the NFL? Well, they're in real trouble here, right? What's their record right now? Four, uh, five, uh, six, and five. Is that, how many games? I don't even know where we are in the season. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. What, what week is it? <laughs> week 14? <laughs> it's just a blur at this point, oh, no. isn't it? <laughs> Hang on. It is like 10 to 2 in the morning here, so please like, excuse us if me and Si feel a little, sound a little bit uh, weird. But uh, that's, that's, that's what's going. Rich, this is prime time for you. You need to step up here and like carry the load. <laughs> All right, just hand me the ball. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, don't don't forget about um, you know the physicality of any time we play the Ravens. I mean, if there's a team you do not want to play as far as the Steelers go before a short week, it's the Ravens because they they all we always beat the snot out of each other. So, yeah. luckily, it doesn't seem like there's any major injuries from the game, you know. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. So the, so the Vikes are five and seven in, in an NFC that is very top heavy, right? You've got the Cards, maybe the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Bucks, right? And then after that, it's just a free for all. The Rams, maybe as well. So it's inexcusable, really, that the Vikings are five and seven. Um, they're not even in a playoff place right now, I don't think, in the NFC, which is pretty wild. Yeah, where are they? They're down in ninth, yeah, behind Philadelphia. I mean, it feels like these are two teams whose fortunes... I mean, is that too optimistic after what happened with the Bengals? But it feels like the Steelers' fortunes are going one way and the Vikings are going the other. I think that's too optimistic. I think this is two teams on the very fringes of playoff consideration. And either team losing potentially knocks you out of that. I think we might need to win this game. Right, so let's just look at this in a bigger picture from the Steelers' perspective. I think the Steelers need to win three more games out of these last five. To be in with a chance, that, do you think that's right? What for, to make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, to make a wild card. Mm. So we are currently at what uh, six, five, and one. So that take us to nine, five, and one. 
That's the very yeah. least you're going to need. The very least. Well, you, you might need yeah. four. So it's we're looking at three wins for a playoff position, two wins for a non-losing season. That's got to be the absolute minimum goal, isn't it? Yes. A non-losing season for Tomlin. And to do it, we have the Vikings, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Browns, the Ravens. This, you could argue, is your best shot at a win. I feel like the Browns could be a win. Sure, yeah, it could definitely could be. Titans could be. Titans are all over the place. You never know what you're going to get out of them, although yeah. the run game is so nice. Chiefs, I don't fancy right now. The Ravens, again, I don't fancy because that could go either way. So that's three wins right there. And you just lose one of those and then you, you avoid the losing season. So uh, I'm not massively, you know, I feel that's 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 fair. That's realistic. So I think this is a huge game for both teams because I think whichever team loses is potentially out of the playoff race. It's yeah, a, it's going to be a good one. It's a kill or be killed game. This is a playoff game. Pretty much. Must win. So, should we pick it? Let's do it. <clears throat> I've gone with a 26 to 21 win. Woohoo! Back on the winning tree after we all picked a loss yeah. last week. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Rich. Well, this this is what we've been doing all year because this is the team. <laughs> this is the team. You know, we lose, we pick them to lose next next week. We win, we pick them to win next week. It's been like you know. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know which team's going to show up. I. I this is hard. Um, I'll go with a win, twenty-one seventeen. No, no, make it uh, twenty. Yeah, twenty-one seventeen. You sure now? No. <laughs> okay, but that's what yeah. I'm going to go with. All right, so you know the Vikings are at home. They are coming off a loss against the Lions. It's demoralizing. A game they, they should have won. You know, I don't know what they're doing, giving up that touchdown in the last second to Jared Goff. <laughs> Your guy, Amon Ra. Amon Ra, yeah, showing up. First touchdown of the season for that boy. Um, my only, The only thing screaming in the back of my head is Kirk Cousins can't do prime time. Kirk Cousins can't do prime time. But, do you think it's screaming in his head? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is that a lazy narrative, though, that Kirk Cousins doesn't show up in prime time? I, I don't know. I never know what's a lazy narrative and what isn't anymore. Can it be if a lazy narrative it's if it's true? Lazy. Well, that's probably yeah. true, yeah. Um, no, I'm going to go with 30 to 24 loss to the Vikings. Loss, 30 to 24. Because okay. I'd love to watch the world burn. All right. Uh, we'll get Dave's picks. Uh, none of us will predict the, the scores wrong last week. Shocking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, me and Dave both lost. I picked the Vikings and Dave picked the Bengals. You both picked. The Colts, who beat the Texans, so that's all good. Have I got that right, Rich? I need to fact-check this with... Yes, sir, I did pick okay. the Colts. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Chargers this week, who are playing the Giants in LA. You'd hope that's safe, but you never know with the Chargers. Never know. Um, Double-checking, I haven't picked them. Yeah, I have not picked them. Have I picked the Chiefs before? And have I picked the Saints before? You have not picked either of those teams. Wait, you picked the Chiefs. I have. Okay, okay, I'll go yeah. Saints then. Over the over the JTS. Okay. Mm. All right. I guess. Um, hmm. 
I guess I'll go Seahawks over the Titans. Yeah. The Texans. Okay. Texans, rather, yeah. I don't feel good about it, but I don't know. I don't know what else to pick. Okay, I can confirm you've not picked those. All right, so um, just 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 confirming, it was a, it was a DJ touchdown, right? That was the first offensive play. <clears throat> yes. Right. So me, me and Dave both scored a point there. Um, and defensively, no one had a Wormley sack. It was a Wormley sack, right? That was the first. Yeah, offensive. I almost picked that too last <laughs> week. All right. Because he he got it the week before, and I was like, oh, he's on, he's on fire. He's going to get another sack. I didn't, though. Right. I picked a guy who didn't even play. <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Najee rushing touchdown. Really, really inventive. Okay. Who wants to go next? Well, I mean, what I don't know what you're meant to do at this point, right? You're going to pick uh, Zeke Elliott to show up and jump in that, that red charity pot again? Like, How obscure do you want to get? you got to pick a player to score a touchdown. True. I'm going to go is. DJ touchdown. Okay. You didn't do that last week, so... I'm <clears throat> safe. Yeah. Pitch? I'll go uh, Najee rushing. No. Okay, yeah, because you had a receiving last week, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit left field here. I'm going to go just for fun. I'm gonna go Montrevious Adams sack. Oh, it's all yeah. Ooh. I knew someone would do it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Who's going next? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I could go. I could go for the easy TJ sack this week, right? But guess who's uh, lining up across the way from us for a revenge game at punter? Ooh. John, yeah, John Jordan Berry. Berry. So I'm gonna go with Miles Killebrew block punt. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh! We know his tendencies. We're on him. We're gonna. We're gonna. Oh, listen, Danny Smith's gonna pile something up. That feels like you. Could, that's like any time. But then we're breaking the rules there. So I leave hmm. the rules to you, Gav. I don't get involved. Well, it wouldn't be so audacious. So all right, we'll just have to keep it as first play. We have to come back to this in the off season. All right, Rich. All right, haven't picked him in three or four weeks. So I'm gonna go with Watsack. Oh, he's done it. Look. Okay. Now, this means that, you know, a few days from now when we record again, I'm going to be sad. Going, oh, why did I do that stupid thing? Why did I let Rich take TJ Sack on his own? Rich has the lead. Yeah. Rich is 14, I'm on 13, and you and Dave are both on 11. Yeah, listen, I, I'm, I'm in it for the uh, for the enjoyment of the game, the passion of the sport, you know. Fun and games. I'm not all about winning. Of course. All right. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> oh, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say, uh, I, I did have the injury report. There's a few people on it that are worth mentioning. Okay, go ahead. Claypool's back to full practice. He was, he didn't practice on Monday. Uh, Joe Hayden, like we said, is out. Rob Spillane's still going to be out, it looks like. Um, Triton didn't practice on Monday, but is full again on Tuesday, so he should be good to go. BJ Finney's going to be out. Bugs, still not practicing, but maybe not as big a deal now that Montrevious Adams has showed up. Um, You'd like Bugs back, though? For yeah, of course. Against the run. And uh, Cam Hayward's back to full practice, so... We shouldn't be without too many people. Hayden's going to be the big one, obviously, but um, hopefully pretty healthy outside of that. That's good. May that continue as you get towards the uh, the, the vital time. Right, this is a bit of a kebab bowl. Oh, yeah, big one this week. Yeah, unbelievable. It's like, ugh. 
It's all over. I want to get my head chopped off. Where's the uh, guillotine? My orderly team of the week is uh, Phil McCann. See you, Phil. He gone. Bad luck. Down to th- he gone. Down to three. It's really getting tough now. And the, the remaining three are all members of this show, including yeah. Mike. Yeah. Podcast That's and- amazing. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Me, Congratulations, Dave, guys. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a struggle. It's so deep. we got to talk about how this happened, though, because um, Mike looked sure for the chop, right? On, yeah. On Sunday, he, he was predicted to be way behind. And then the wind, he, he conjured up the wind. It conspired against Phil. And, this uh, is what I was saying last week, and you you didn't seem to follow my thread, which is it just it seems to happen every week that someone's going out and then someone else pips them to lose. Yeah, it's a strange it's a strange sport, fantasy football, isn't it? And um, I I risk the with the we've had the Pat Mahomes curse, where anyone that picks up Pat Mahomes has gone out. Um, I managed to dodge that bullet, although he did only get me eighteen points compared to Mike's fifty six points for Tom Brady that I was playing against. <laughs> Wait, Mike got 56 points for Tom Brady and he was still going to go out? Yeah. <laughs> he had he had Thielen. This got, this got so high stakes now. If Thielen gets, Thielen gets you, if you have a guy that doesn't really get more than 20 points, you're in trouble yeah. immediately. So, uh, yeah. Three teams Hi. left. You, Dave, Mike. Who's it going to be? I bet it's Gav. It's always Gav. I don't know. No, it's not. I've, I've, I've been down on my luck recently with fantasy. So yeah. let's see. So I'm having a good, nice little, nice, nice little run in all my leagues. I'm sort of kicking on. It's, it's so the I've dynasty leagues I'm doing well. Not, not, not our dynasty league with you, uh, the one that you run. That, that I'm doing awfully in after after I exceeded expectations last year, in the first year. But um, the dynasty leagues on sleeper, very well, very well. Not, not so much the uh, the single year leagues. They've all been kind of busts. But how you getting on in your stunt league, Rich? Uh, not you know. Okay, my my dynasty league. I'm just not having a great year. I won I won five weeks in a row, but I I lost a bunch earlier in the season. So I'm not not too great in the dynasty league, which is good though because I actually I need a I need a high pick. I've never picked higher than seventh in that league out of twelve teams. So I need to I need a running back because of that. I'm I haven't been able to build up my running back stable at all. And then my my other league, I'm doing pretty good. And then our our dynasty league, I think I'm doing pretty. Yeah, good. you're tied for yeah. the lead with Gavin that one. Mm, nice. Yeah, it's going to go down to the wire that one. I am four and nine, and ready to accept yeah. my top three pick. Right. Yeah, you haven't traded that way yet. You seem to have traded most of your picks away. Oh no, that's in the other one. Anyway, gone down the rabbit hole of fantasy. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I would talk you about this. Sorry, very quick on fantasy before we move on. Mm. I made a trade this week. I want to know what you thought of it. Um, di- I I was surprised you to see, see that trade. Yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. So I traded four Marks. This is from from near in the NFL industry league. I traded four Marquise Brown, and I gave away uh, Chase Claypool, and then freeing up some roster spots. Uh, Tariq Cohen, who's been on IR, IR all season, I'm sick of looking at him, and Andy Dalton. So I the, mean, the real trade there is Marquise Brown and Claypool, right? The rest of it is 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 filler. Was there filler. no picks? There was no picks. I mean, Marquise Brown and Claypool's kind of feel like the same player to me a little bit. Marquise Brown is like significantly higher this year. Um, I I just see the trend line for Claypool as being down, and the trend line for Marquise Brown as being up. That's why I made the trade. 
And I have Juju, and I was I kind of don't want both of them on the same team right now. Assuming we re-sign Juju, I don't know. That's fair. I, I'm guessing you were the proposer, right? I was, was your... yeah. Hmm. And why why did you go after Marquise Brown? I was reading a little bit. I, I'd stumbled. I was follow. I, I tend to do this. I follow some fantasy people, right? And I, I was following this thread. I was reading through it about. Uh, you know one of these threads where they, they don't name the player, but they give all these reasons why something is the case? You know, what, where it's like, what if I told you this player was X, Y, and Z, right? And I was reading through this thread, and I was like, oh, interesting, okay, it's Marquise Brown. I was like, no way, Marquise Brown, I looked into it. I thought, you know what, I think the trend line is up on my... And I've got him in a couple of these single-season leagues, and he has he has had a nice season. Um, a little bit boom or bust, a little bit like Amari Cooper was a few years ago. But um, I just think he's... You know, Shad Bateman hasn't broke out yet. He's such a clear number one on that team. He's the 18th ranked receiver this year. I think he's got a higher ceiling than Claypool right now. Oh, fantasy wise, fantasy wise. Yeah, I don't know about that because because um, Lamar's you know the passing attack's not. Is the Steelers' pass attack going to be great? I mean, maybe we sign Aaron Rodgers, and it is. There's so many unknowns, but I like True. the straight up trade and the offloading of some of the the annoying assets because I'm going to need space for draft picks. So yeah, people you were going to cut anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean... So. so I think I think no, I think she's won that trade. You think? I guarantee it. No, okay. Well, but maybe, she's she's if, a little bit she's a little bit thin on her bed bench spot, so she probably wanted a bit of you know, Tariq Kind to help her out. If Claypool ever starts scoring any fantasy points, let me know. All right, let's see. <laughs> I haven't got any Claypool anywhere. Is he? Is he not been? Him he's, any... he's been one of these frustrating ones where every time you play him, he does nothing, and then you bench him, and he gets twenty five points. Yeah, that's always going to be that's always going to be his way, and I think that's the way with Marquise Brown. That's why I said I think they're the same. I think he's been pretty good this year. He's slowed down in the last couple of weeks a bit, but Lamar's not been playing too well. So I don't know. I like the trade. We'll see. We'll see how it works. It'll be an interesting one. I think because they yeah. are close. I agree with you. I think it's like a weird mm. one-two in the same division. So we haven't got any uh, any uh, kebab corner this week because no Dave. So I want. We've been banned. So I don't know if you had anything. Nothing specific. Rich? No, I have nothing. Nothing. So I wondered if we uh, just had a little look back at our um, 2021 off-season predictions, who we thought was going to win the divisions. So uh, I thought that might be fun. Um, you just doing this to show me up? Well, we could start with the AFC North. Should we start with the <laughs> AFC North? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, n- none of us... Covering ourselves in glory, but um, me and Rich both had the Steelers. Okay, home of pick, but then so did Dave. I think Kets that's a worse and, pick than the Browns. May I add? Everyone else that bothered to send in a pick. Obviously, you picked the Browns. Um, trying to defend your pick, or well, you I will just... defend my pick. The defense has been good all season. Baker's been banged up. You know, they they've looked good at times. Have they? Do you remember at the start of the season, I was feeling really good about it. You know, I just think that the season's kind of gone a little bit off the rails for the Browns, right? It's not quite gone the way they expected. But I think it's a lost season for them, isn't I it? I still think it's a better pick than the Steelers. Even though they're below the Steelers right now. Yes. I mean, they are at 500, <laughs> but that is losing this division. Steelers are at 0.542. Uh, anyway, not to rub things right. So we all picked... Um, the Titans to win the AFC South. That seems slightly, although the Colts coming on strong, aren't they? They could be. Yeah, the Colts the, could take it. The Colts um, looking real good right now. I did, did not see that coming at all. Yeah, 
Uh, and then in the West, we've all gone with the Chiefs. And it is the Chiefs gonna, at 8 I think that's going to wind up happening, although not by the means yeah. that we thought. So, yeah, that's, that was not unsensible. Now, the East, this is where it gets interesting. We've all gone with the Bills. Mm. Fairly chalky pick. The Patriots, man, what is what is going on there? Now, I will say, now that obviously this doesn't matter for the sake of what we're talking about, but I did get on the Patriots pretty early. They were 2-5, and five, and I started to say the Patriots are going to come back. They're going to make the playoffs. Now, I wouldn't have picked them to win the division at that point, but... They are scarily becoming this team that you know is going to make the uh, the Super Bowl. Just I feels mean, that way. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs can can heat up and stop them, but everyone else in the AFC kind of feels so clumped together. Doesn't it just feel like the year that Bill Belichick would make it because he's just going to outcoach everyone? Yeah, some of your guys, Rich Stevenson and uh, Matt Jones, having putting together a nice mm. little end of season run. Yeah, they have. When you I saw win someone... a game throwing three three times, it's, it's yeah. Right for some, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strange game, strange score. What was it? Eleven ten at one point. That's yeah. not a score. Um, I saw someone on Twitter say, "What they say? Uh, Bill Belichick is like a hemorrhoid, pain in the ass that you just can't get rid of." Yeah. <laughs> I, I made this point to Gal yesterday, right? And tell me if you agree with me on this. The Patriots annoyed me a bit less without Brady. I, I hate to say it. I'm not. I, I was watching the Bills game last night, and I wasn't like actively rooting against them. What do you think of that? I've never hated the Patriots. I did, you... but the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm realizing. I think it was just Brady. I, th- I didn't. I didn't know it consciously at the time, but I hate the books now. And I do don't. You? I don't oh, hate I the do. Patriots. So I think it's just Brady. I think it's his, his face, his attitude, his stupid little <laughs> videos after he wins every game. Can't stand any of it. I, I mean, think I that if the Patriots the way... played the books, I would root for the Patriots. Sorry, go. Sorry, I, I always hated the way that the Patriots with Brady always seemed to beat the Steelers. I hated that. Of course, yeah. But I didn't necessarily... I quite enjoyed the spectacle of the Patriots. You know, in their, when they were in their pomp and just it seemed like they were the, the epitome of a modern passing game. I always enjoyed watching them with, you know, Welker and all those guys. Uh, what about you, Rich? Where, where, where are you feeling with the Patriots? I agree with Simon. I, I don't hate them as much that Brady's there and it's... It's it's not so much that Brady's not there. It's just that they're not dominant anymore, with you know because Brady's not there. So I, I yeah I used to uh, I used to hate the Patriots and you know they're just not as much of a threat. Although they probably will be very soon, the next season or two. But um, uh, yeah, Brady just he's not. He's too demonstrative for me. I, I usually I usually don't like those kind of guys, you know, not personally, but as far as watching or following, you know, it's just, you know, he just does things sometimes after he scores or he looks like he's trying to show up the team on the other side. He's how demonstrative he is. I like I, I gravitate more to guys like Big Ben. You know, he scores and, you know, looks up points up to the to the heavens and goes about his business like he's done it before, you know. Like Barry Sanders' father used to tell him, when you score, you know, act like you've done it before, you know. So he was always real classy about it. And that's just yeah. the type of people I like better. Fair enough. So uh, we had making the wild card. We, had, we predicted the three wild card teams. So you had the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Interesting. <laughs> Dolphins could be. I mean, they've got a little run, haven't they? Who couldn't in the AFC? It's just all over the show, and it's. But but they are like currently, it. yeah, way way down. 
Um, not, I don't think they're even technically in the hunt, are they? They're sort of. Or is everyone in the hunt until they're eliminated? I'm not sure. <laughs> Rich, you had the Browns, the Patriots. There you go, backing that one up, and the Chargers. So Browns not looking so good, but Patriots and Chargers. And then I had Ravens, Patriots, Broncos, which is possible. Broncos maybe not. But I think that's all fairly reasonable. Dave had Dolphins, Jags, Chargers. What was he thinking? <laughs> Jags. <laughs> did he? He did. Yeah, I remember that. Wow. I remember that. <laughs> Big on T-Law, huh? Yeah, it must have been. Um, okay. Big so, man. Yeah, massive. Before the uh, grinding in the nightclub incident, I think. <laughs> uh, I love the Jags. The Jags are just like comic relief for me at this point. <laughs> right, so flipping over to the NFC. So you had the Packers. In the NFC North, that yep. makes sense. I, we, in fact, we all had the Packers, so yep. that makes sense. Yeah, no, tough to see anyone else going there. Uh, the South, we had the Bucks, so that makes sense. Now it gets interesting in the West. Uh, no one picked the Cardinals. Surely no one picked the Cardinals. Yeah, um, I picked the Forty ers and you guys picked the Rams. So I don't think anyone had Seattle coming last in that division. What a terrible season they're having. Yeah, and. In terms of the wild card picks... What about the East? Did you do the East? Did I do the East? No, I didn't do the East. didn't do the East, the most interesting division. Uh, sorry, tired brain. One second. Did we all pick the Cowboys there? No. Did we get some outliers? Yeah. Uh, I... Me and you both picked Washington. Me? And Rich. Yep, you picked Washington. Are we sure? That doesn't sound like something I'd do. I was bullish I think, on the Cowboys this year. I'm sure I was. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was going last year because I think I picked them for the Super Bowl. Maybe I'm just inventing this narrative. Yeah, because I think maybe we were both sort of Washington. high on the Fitz Magic train. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, would he be a guy that you think maybe he he could come in if we don't miss miss out on Rogers? Fitz Magic oh, would kind of suit this offense. Best just to leave that at this stage. Maybe three years ago, but. Right. So Rich is probably winning that. Although Washington could go on a sneaky little run here. I don't know. Oh, with Heineke. Now there's a yeah. guy. There's a guy. Now let's you want Heineke? Oh, let's, this is who I want. Forget all these big names. Let's bring in uh, Heineke. Let's bring in the Minshew, right? As I've been saying for a lot. Right. First, let's talk about Minshew for a second. Guy Minshew, right, goes to the Jags, right? Plays very well as a sixth round rookie, right? And then gets benched in favour of this, you know, long-herd shampoo advert of a quarterback. Gets <laughs> traded away to the Eagles. Gets sat behind a, a running back. And, all, and and everyone's, like, shocked when he plays well. I mean, th- this guy played well on a Jags team that had literally nothing. Why did we not expect him to play well with the Eagles? The guy is good. Someone start him. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on the Minshew train, man. Let's bring him to Pittsburgh. QB 2022. Can't imagine. Let's go. Turning up, turn, how would he turn up? In some fancy dress. He'd have like a like a steel helmet on, shirtless. Yeah. 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 Who doesn't want to see that? Big I fan mean, of that. I'd, yeah. I'd 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 get a poster. I'd hang it up on the wall like in front of the in front of the podcast setup. Right. So in the, in terms of <laughs> <laughs> moving on in the in the uh, wild card slots, you had the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Vikings. So, okay, two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's what two there? <laughs> <laughs> the Niners and the uh, who did I, who did you say? 
the the Seahawks and the Vikings. Okay, one out, well, maybe zero. One out of two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I had the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks, so I messed up. And then Rich had the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the football team. So there you go. We, maybe, well, you know, our expertise isn't necessarily in the NFC, is it? It's, we're AFC guys, so you know. I think being... might have done better in the NFC than in the AFC. Uh, Super Bowl picks. You had uh, Packers Chiefs side. Rich, you had Titans Packers, and I had uh, Washington Football Team versus Chiefs, which I think was a little bit optimistic. But who knows? Maybe if they do go on this run, I don't hate um, mine. Packers Chiefs. I can still see that. I still think I still would stick with Packers in the NFC, although Brady scares me for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, although I think I'd probably go Pats to be honest right now in the AFC. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I liked mine until Derrick Henry got hurt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MVP. You both went Josh Allen. Ugh, awful. I yeah. went Aaron. That's not going to I went Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea who's going to win the MVP. Like, n- absolutely not. I don't know. Oh. Brady's favourite. Is Aaron Rodgers out of the picture? Uh, it's unlikely uh, two years in a row, isn't it? But I don't see. I don't think the narrative's there either, you know, with the COVID stuff and the... You know, mm. and it's not—it's not been a dominant season, has it? So I, I'd be shocked if he's involved. I think Brady probably is the right answer unless they want to look elsewhere outside of okay. QB. Opoy, offensive player of the year. So you went Josh Allen again. Double down. You were so <laughs> I was so keen. So confident. Yeah. Dave had uh, Christian McCaffrey. Rich had Harris. Najee Harris and I uh, mine's definitely not happening I had Trey Lance unless he has an amazing puts together an amazing <laughs> three or four <laughs> games I don't think that's happening hey you know I, I, I was anticipating him coming in week three and four and tearing it up so um, what's going on with uh, Trey Lance I can't believe he's not uh, he's not ripped that job from Jimmy Garoppolo's dead hands yeah he's in the dead zone isn't he Garoppolo just does enough just to mm. Keep the job going. He's the scary guy. He's the guy the Steelers might realistically end up with. I know. I don't want to see that one. That's uh, that's purgatory. Um, defensive player of the year. We all pick the same guy. Should we do I even need to say? <laughs> TJ Watt. That's probably our best pick. Yeah. And uh, O'Roy. We all picked Harris. That makes sense. Is he gonna, so who's going to win that, you think? He, him or Mac Jones? I think Mac Jones. But remember, I, when I picked Harris, I said it's probably going to be a quarterback like yeah, Jones, yeah. But, I'll, but I'll pick Harris anyway. <clears throat> yeah, who else is there? Let's have a look, pull up the odds quickly. Do they ever give it to Lyme, or is it always just a skill player? Usually, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's it, then, really, isn't it? I mean, you, could probably, you can go, I think, uh, the receivers, uh, Jamar Chase, but he's slowed down lately. Mm-hmm. Waddle is heating up, although it might be a little too, little too late for him. Yeah, it's currently Mac Jones, followed by Jamar Chase, followed by Harris, followed by Waddle, um, Williams, Elijah other, Mitchell. Which other receivers went first round? Terrence Marshall's not really done anything, has he? Um, Devonta, he went second Bateman round. Devonta Smith, injured. Kyle Pitts. Smith, yeah. Pitts hasn't done enough, I don't think. He's looked dominant at times, but the offense is a bit all over the show. Rashawn Slater's the top lineman. Yeah, I think Matt Jones yeah. then. Oh, Pat, Pat Fryermuth makes the list. As he should. <clears throat> About 15th on the list. But yeah, it looks like Matt Jones is going to get it. Which is pretty Although, you look, look at the running backs, I mean, outside of the first round. Um, I don't, I don't think they've done enough. But yeah, Elijah Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, 
some got some good guys there. I don't think yeah, Stevenson's done. Elijah Mitchell's done plenty, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and then defensive rookie of the year, Parsons. Parsons. We all went Parsons, apart from Dave, who went a little bit of Quiddy Pay. Ooh. So, Although Dave, um, Dave's zigging where everyone else is zagging. I think Owe is a. I don't think it'll happen, but it's uh, it's worth mentioning. So look at the odds here. Um, bear with me. Should I think who else has looked good? Has Satan had a nice season? Yeah, Satan's in the conversation. Asante Samuel. Jamin Davis. I don't think he's... Has he had a, that good a season? I, I would have put... I would have thought my guy, Ojolari, would be up there, but he's below Rousseau and Jamin Davis. It's always funny, right? Because we spend so much time in draft season talking about these guys, and then if they don't like immediately show up in the first season, you sometimes forget where they ended up and what's going on with them, and, you know. Yeah. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora. No, he has looked good, but he's been injured. Yeah, been injured too much, but... Yeah, you got you know first first rookie seasons are sure. a luxury, aren't they? Yeah. And then uh, was that it? Is Combat that player? Did we do that or did we not? I think we we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, Sai, you had uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oof, nope. Rich, you had Darren James, which is not a bad shout at all because he's had a pretty solid season. And then me and Dave both did Dak Prescott. So let's have a look at the odds. I bet Dak Prescott's odds on. I'm trying to think who else could even be in the conversation. There's nobody else really even. Because Alex Smith was pretty obvious last year, right? Joe Barrow? Joe, yeah, that's a show. Yeah. Um, although he's got. He might be going back again with yeah, his dodgy fi- finger. finger yeah. Yeah. Uh, ah. Now, hear, hear me out. 2023 Comeback Player of the Year, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so, so the odds are we've got uh, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz. Jameis Winston? Yeah, obviously this, you know, it's pretty long. Outside of, I mean, Prescott is the clear favourite. Yeah, yeah. uh, Kelvin Benjamin, I mean. What? Why is he there? <laughs> uh, then it's Derwin James, Joe Mixon, Devin Bush, plus 5,000. Would, uh, You'd have to come back podcast. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Rod Taylor, James Connor. James Connor's not a bad shot. Yeah, Cam I like Newton. That. I like that. George Kittle. Why is he Julio Jones? Injured. Yeah. I like James Connor. Can we talk about James Connor for a second? What a season. Yeah. Great. I mean, should have kept him around. <laughs> I, I think we 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 should, I think we said that. Yeah. If we could afford him, we could have told you. <clears throat> Uh, and then we've gone in the the last thing we did was the draft order. Oh, okay. So, well, so you went you went fifth pick Jets, fourth pick Giants, third pick Lions, second pick Bengals. <laughs> First pick Texans. It was going so well until you said Bengals. <laughs> yeah. Rich had uh, fifth pick Jags, fourth pick Eagles. Third pick Bengals, second pick Lions, first pick Texans. So that's three out of five. I went fifth pick Falcons, fourth pick Bengals. A lot of Bengals bashing on the show. I think we need to show them more respect going forward. Third pick Panthers, second pick Lions, first pick Texans. So yeah, we're all, we're all kind of equally bad there. We're all a bit too high on the Jags, I think. 
Yeah. Expected T Law to have a bigger impact. Year one. Yeah. Well, Rich Perman's a fifth pick, which is yeah. 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 too bad. So there you go. It's proving how experts we are not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Next year, I'm going to pick everything correct. Okay. That's what I hold you to that. That's my solemn promise because Gardner Minshew's going to be our quarterback and all will be right with the world. <laughs> uh, we'll see. All right, okay. I think I'm like practically falling asleep. Yeah, we'll so, wrap it up. Short one, but yeah. not quite the final. Yeah, minutes, short one. I hope for, but... Half two in the morning. Half two in the morning. The internet held up. What more can you ask for? Yeah. Mm. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope when you hit stop now that it's actually there. It's recording. <laughs> yeah. And if not, you'll, you'll never hear this review because I'm not doing it again. Okay. Uh, okay, well... Thanks everyone for for joining us. Hope you get a chance to listen to this in the two day gap before the the bites game. Um, thanks again to Kets for for getting that thing at the top with Juju. And uh, are we going to keep playing that? What are we going to do with that? I might tweet that out. Well, you want to? Got to. Yeah. Got to keep playing. Yeah. yeah, let's keep that at the top, Gav. Is that? Oh, just oh, on the winning, is... just on the winning game. What do you think? I don't. know. We don't want to overplay it. Okay. Do we? I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty freaking cool, guys. It is. I mean, that doesn't come around every day, something like that. We'll talk about it off it. We'll figure it out. Maybe, yeah. we, should, maybe we show on it or something. I don't know. We'll look, we'll look into it. Yeah. Um, but thank you, Kets. We'll tweet that out so everyone everyone sees it. I was waiting for the for the show because it was a nice surprise. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Hopefully we uh, we rock the rock the Vikes and stay in the playoff picture. And uh, well, what's, what, I don't know what our record is anymore. I used to do this and now I've lost track of what, the, what week it is, what score it is. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just hope we win. Uh, follow the show yeah. at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyro. This follow Gav at GM Boomop and Dave at This Is Dave Hart all on Twitter. And follow Rich on Instagram at Stunt underscore Batman. And we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Ghost Steelers. No!